I think I use this already when we were talking right now, but like that question, um, what keeps you up at two o'clock in the morning? Like that's such a powerful question because if most of the time when I ask that question to like people that I'm talking to, um, that are, that have reached out to work with me, they start talking about, well, I'm, you know, I'm worried about not making consistent money in my business. Um, I've been doing this for so long and I feel like I'm doing all the things, but none of them are actually working. Like, what mm-hmm. am I like? what am I missing? What am I missing? Like they just can't find those parts. And when we go back to the foundation and we get really clear on the niche, the ideal client, the message, the story, and then, um, how we're showing up and how we're communicating those pieces. That's usually the piece that is missing. Hello. And thank you for joining the made to inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith-Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith-Austin here, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. It's Women's History Month, and I am here with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. How are you doing today? Super fantastic. (laughs) I say this every week because every week it's true. I'm excited. And let me tell you why this week. We have another special guest, but this special guest kind of falls into our realm. She's a coach. She's a speaker. She has a podcast. She's out there helping people. And um, I was stalking her. I was telling her about it before the show starts. I love seeing the Instagrams and the websites. And it turns out she's got some values that light me up. And some of her values are growth and integrity and community. And you know, that's what we are here about and made to inspire and so, uh, without, well, do you want to say a few words before we introduce her, Kimberly? I just got so excited. You know what? No, I don't. But yes, I do. I'll just say this. Darlene Holly is our guest today. I don't know if you know the name, but let me tell you, super fantastic, amazing, dynamic woman. I had the privilege of meeting through a mutual friend. Little did I know that she was a business powerhouse. And we have the opportunity to have her on our show today, ladies. We're here to have her pour into you, to provide tips, tools, and tactics that will transform the way you think, the way you live, and the way you do business. So without further ado, please help me welcome Darlene Harley to our show. Welcome, 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 Darlene. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much, Kimberly and Misty, for having me. I am so thrilled to be here. I know we live in the same area and we've ran in some circles over time and we've connected in all kinds of different places. And I'm just excited to be here with you today and just chat about, especially Women's History Month, like such a fun time to be here. So thank you for having me. Yes. And you know what? When we think about women's history, we think about the the movement that women have made over the years. And I think as we are in the 2022 year, we're seeing changes. We're seeing women growing at, by leaps and bounds. And I know the information that you're going to share today is going to help them continue making those steps. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little background information, Darlene. Yeah, so I'm a mama of four. Um, I have kids ranging from 26 all the way to seven with a 16 and a 10 year old thrown in the middle of that. 
Um, I've been a business owner for 15 years, um, but prior to starting my business, I worked in retail management. Um, I worked my way up in what I call big box retail, which some of you might know as Gap or Best Buy. Um, and I love the work that I did. Um, back in those days, I was a single mama. I was my oldest son for most of the time. And then about the time that I started to transition um, into starting my own business, I had had my second son. But I, for those 10 years in retail management, it was just me and my, my oldest son. And it was hard work. I was working crazy insane hours. I don't know if you've ever worked retail, yeah. um, but most of us know retail is kind of like a 24 seven thing, even though the store might only be open, you know, for a set set of hours, I was working 60 plus hours a week. I was doing HR training development um, and all the front end of the house for both um, for Best Buy mostly. And then when I transitioned to Gap, I was doing a lot of HR training and development with inside of Gap. And I was exhausted. I was working insane hours. Um, I used to have so much mom guilt because when I was at work, I was like, I'm missing stuff. I, and retail hours changed so much. I was working weekends and nights and days. And like, it was, it would rotate so much. So I just felt like I was missing so much. And I like had this inner desire to be home more, to be able to do some of those fun things. And, um, I wish I could say that I just like had that feeling and I jumped out and started my business. But of course, like most of us, I drug my feet for a little while and I was like, <laughs> I've got a good job and I'm making good money. And I loved the work that I did. Um, and then something happened in my life. Um, I lost my mom. It's been 20 years. This past July was 20 years and she was taken in a car accident. And it was a pivotal moment for me. I went through so much grief and anxiety and just that, you know, through that grieving process of losing, I really realized how short life is mm. and that I couldn't keep living the life that I was doing. Yeah, it was okay. It was mediocre. It was fine. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad, but I just knew I wanted something different. And so that really helped catapult, catapult me out into just getting curious, like seeing what else is out there, seeing what there could be. And um, I became a loan officer for a little while and realized that was not the career path for me. I was like, it was fun. I don't even know why I went to numbers. I don't even love those types of numbers. I like the money numbers <laughs> that come with running a business. But um, so I pivoted again and I really played to my strengths and went all in on them and realized that my background as a manager really translated over really well to coaching. And that I like, that's the part of what I loved in retail management was supporting my back then it was customers or my employees. And now it translates so well into helping business owners. And I ended up buying a franchise to become a business coach. And 15 years later, here I am um, with my own business. I'm no longer associated with the franchise, but it was a huge platform that helped me start my business and got me where I'm at today. And so that's a little bit about my backstory. That is amazing, Darlene. And as I said, we met from a mutual friend, but little did I know all of this background and it's juicy. It's amazing. It's wonderful. <laughs> now, really quick, as I think about your background, what, what made you go into the space or better yet, what are those core areas that you focus on, focus on now that you transition from all of the industries and businesses that you've done, now you're coaching. Are there three, two, five, 10 key areas that you focus on in helping people go to that next space in their life and business? Yeah, I struggled the first couple of years in business. I, it was really hard to figure out like what the heck I was doing, where I was gonna go, who I was gonna serve. And it was about two years into my business that I um, had like what I call like my coming to Jesus moment. <laughs> where I was like, I'm either going to go back to retail management because this running a business thing is really hard 
I was really good at being like the technician of it, but I wasn't, you know, when I worked in retail management, I never had to be the employee piece, right. Or the, not the employee piece, the entrepreneur piece. Like I didn't go find customers. I didn't know how to do the marketing, the sales piece to it. And so I struggled those first couple of years because I was like, I've got so much to offer, but I don't know how to go get the, how do you get the client? Like, I just want them to walk in the door. Like I hung up my business shingle. Where are you? Come on in. Hello. Hello. I'm over here. <laughs> but that didn't happen. And so about that two-year point, um, I really um, went back to basics and got really clear for myself and realized I needed to get really clear on the foundational pieces for my brand. I need to know what my niche was, who my ideal clients were, what they were struggling with, what of their real problems were what my messaging was going to sound like, what my offer was really going to lead them to. And so during that process, I came up with what I use now with my clients, which is a three-part system, which is um, having a strong brand foundation. So knowing your brand, your offer, what your story is, sharing your story as part of your brand is huge when it comes to growing an online business, especially people really connect and relate to you. And they're, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And the quickest way I found to do that is through sharing your story. And that's like one sentence of story sometimes. Sometimes it's paragraphs. Sometimes you might get long-winded, but bringing those pieces in. So the first pillar is building your brand. The second pillar is what I call a client attraction marketing system. This is where you want to attract your people in. You want to repel the people you're not supposed to work with and really attract the people that are the right types of people that you want to work with. And it's not about putting yourself, like figuring out how to go find your clients. It's about creating content that helps your clients find you. So they, if they're sitting at home and it's two o'clock in the morning and they can't sleep and they have a problem and you happen to be the solution, how do you put yourself in a position to where they can easily find you? You don't have to go out there and find clients. You want to, you know, create the type of content that's like breadcrumbs so that when they're ready for you, they're like, oh, we're just going to follow this path right over here to your website, or maybe they find you on a social media platform, or maybe they hear you speak on stage, or they Google you on YouTube, or they find you on Pinterest, but putting in the um, pieces so that you can attract them in and then start to nurture that community. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know if you should be a believer of this. It's not like it's, um, you have to be a believer, but I always say like, you need to, um, you have, I believe that you should have a newsletter list. You need to have a way to communicate with the people that are interested in you. Once they've opted into your newsletter list, like they're not going to buy necessarily tomorrow. They might buy two days, two weeks, two hours, two years, who knows when, um, sometimes it's six years later, people follow you that you need to stay consistent and continue to show up for that community. And then the third piece to the puzzle is the profitability plan and systems. And that's where you need to have your pricing down pat. You need to know what you're offering. Um, you need to have systems and workflows in place so that when someone comes in, um, to your newsletter list, or they reach out to you through your DMs or however they find you, they know how, you know, you, they, I can't even talk. They have an easy system to follow and you have an easy system follow to follow on your site as well. So you can grow your business. You can show up consistently. You can create the profits in your business to really, um, stay in business. So many business owners that I talk to have great hobbies. They have a business <laughs> model that might look great from the outside, but sometimes they're not making money in their business. They're not showing up consistently. They're not, you know, able to provide for their family. And that's hard. Like we, I want to be able to support um, women, especially. And a lot of my clients are male as well, but um, I have a special place in my heart for women who want to, you know, give back to their community, support their families. I was a single mama. It was hard to leave a cushy job where I knew I was going to 
bring in consistent money and, you know, trust myself and trust my gut that I was going to be able to go out there and start a business. And so we need to make sure we have all those pieces in place so we can really show up and get the credibility, the right types of connections and really build a community of people that know us and like us and trust us. That was a lot. <laughs> but you know, I did, my, my hand hurts, couldn't write fast enough, but I love it. And I, I want to ask, so if I'm an employee and I'm trading time for money, how does that separate me from owning a business and just trading time for a little bit more money? But really wanting that, like I like you were saying, I think there's a lot of us out there who have a, and I love this, I put the quote is, I got a, I got a good job. I got a, I, I like it. It's okay, right? It pays the bills, but there's still something in you that wants more, like you were saying. And I appreciate about your journey was trying a few things out. And then finally, like, I'm just going to lean into me. What I love to do, what I loved about my job is now what I love about my business and watching that kind of take roots and then grow and being able to reap that fruit because there's something different about when you're putting it into yourself and you're putting it back into your business and you're getting to see what you're specifically doing. And it's not based on anything else, but you it's scary, but also free. Yeah. I, I, think that we have to show up as ourselves, though in our business right like there's so many so, so many so and I do this and maybe you do this as well like I'll go online sometimes on social media and I'll see somebody else who does something similar to me and I'll have like that moment of like oh I was going to write a blog post about that but now I can't because you know Misty already did an amazing blog post and did a video about it so now if I do it she's going to look at me and think that I copied her like we play we play all these <laughs> stupid stories in our head right like um, so I'm, I, I like to create before I consume, I've definitely taken like that, um, m- like my, I guess it's like a mantra. Like I need to sit down and write my content before I go online for the day so that I don't have comparisonitis or I don't compare myself mm-hmm. or tell myself I'm not worthy or so many other people are already doing this. Like, why is my voice need to be heard in this world? which is totally counterproductive, right? Like every single one of us brings something so unique. We all have different life skills, experiences. We all grew up in different households. We've all gone through different traumas, whether they're little T or big T traumas. Those things all turn us into the people that we are. And that's what's going to pull the people that we're supposed to work with in. And that's why I show up every single day. And that's why you show up every single day. Like I can't do what you do. You do it your way because that's you. That's who you are. And I'm not going to try to emulate. I'm not going to try to copy. We just need to show up and be ourselves, share our stories, share our paths. And that's what resonates. Yes. I love that because I just had that conversation today with a client and her concern is she's stuck. She's running in the circle, running on the hamster wheel because she feels like everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's doing YouTube. Everyone's doing, you know, Instagram. And I said, that's true, but everyone's not you. And when you recognize that you are uniquely made and you recognize that you have a gift and that your talent will connect with people. See, we live in a world of abundance. I don't, even if we did the exact same thing from A to Z, I can guarantee you we'll have a totally different market. We'll have a totally different customer base because of who we are. And I love it, Darlene, because you said it so well. Our personal experiences allow us to produce products in the marketplace that only we can provide. Power, yeah. power, woohoo. I'm excited about that. <laughs> so when I think about that part of you taking your experiences, taking your knowledge and forming a business, and I love your three foundational pieces, strong brand, client attraction, and profitability plan. 
that is a solid foundation for anyone joining or starting a new business or side hustling or whatever. So now that they have this, this framework in mind, in place, what are the first couple of steps they can do to really get started? Such a great question. Most of the time, we typically think we need to change our marketing or we need to change our sales piece to it. But from what I found, a lot of times it's making sure you have like the foundational pieces built into place. Um, most of us think we know who our ideal client is. Um, sometimes we do like the demographics. We're like, okay, she's 38 and she lives in the suburbs and she has a white picket fence mm-hmm. and she has 2.5 kids, which I don't even know how you have 0.5 kids. <laughs> like how did that s- become a statistic? But that's, that's what we look at. And I've found that those are important and they're definitely helpful, but I like the psycho- psychological piece to it. Like asking yourself, like what's really going on in the head of your ideal client? What are their, what are their problems? What are they, what are their desires? What are their struggles? Um, I think I like, I think I use this already when we were talking right now, but like that question, um, what keeps you up at two o'clock in the morning? Like, that's such a powerful question because if most of the time when I ask that question to like people that I'm talking to, um, that are, that have reached out to work with me, they start talking about, well, I'm, you know, I'm worried about not making consistent money in my business. Um, I've been doing this for so long and I feel like I'm doing all the things, but none of them are actually working. Like, what Mm. am I, like, what am I missing? What am I missing? Like, they just can't find those parts. And when we go back to the foundation and we get really clear on the niche, the ideal client, the message, the story, and then um, how we're showing up and how we're communicating those pieces, that's usually the piece that is missing. Like, we think we know those things, but we don't actually most of the people I talk to don't actually go out and do any market research. And I love to do market research. I, I've been in business for 15 years and I still do market research every like 90 to 60 days. I learn something new constantly from having calls with clients or prospects or just, you know, being out in the community and talking with people. And I'm like, Ooh, like that's new information. This is something I haven't thought about before, or my ideal client used to think this way and something's pivoted, something's changed and how they're thinking or how they're showing up. And then I can take that information and I can create a blog post about it. I can create a YouTube video. I can talk about it if I'm on a podcast or on a stage or different things like that. And you use that information to continue to fuel you and fuel your customer along with you. Because so often we, I think we stay stagnant. We think, okay, we know everything about our ideal client. I don't have to think about this again. Like we do that um, one assignment, you know, the ideal client questionnaire or the um, ICA, depending on which courses you've taken, like all all the big name people courses that people sign up for when they first start out and they look at it one time and they go, okay, I think I know who she is or he is. And they put it to the side and they never look at it again. You have to content constantly and continually look at who your ideal client is, what's changing for them. A lot's changed. If we look at the past two years between a pandemic, social justice issues, politics, wars, we're changing constantly as a mom who just lived through this for the past two years. Like I for sure have changed a lot. <laughs> like my, the respect for teachers <laughs> in this world <laughs> has risen. Like I already respected them. And now I'm like, please take my kid <laughs> for right? six hours a day. Like we change constantly though. Right. And so we have to stay current. We have to stay up to date and we have to know what's going on. You can't just do it one time. You have to always be learning. It goes back to that growth piece, right, Misty? Like yes. we're always be learning. We're constantly growing. Our ideal clients are growing too. So if we stay exactly the same today, if I would have, if I would have been talking to the same ideal client 15 years ago as now, I would have zero clients. 
because of the message, the world has changed. The message has changed. So we can't stay stagnant. That's right. You know, we, go ahead, Kimberly. No, please. Well, see, me and Kimberly talk about that all the time because we're, we're so excited because we're in such a world of people understand that their time is valuable. When they got home and spent more time with families or spent more time in passions, we've really seen that, um, what was that mass exodus of employees leaving day jobs and really looking at what, what I want to do with my life. And this generation, this generation's coming up and the Z's and even before them is my time matters and I matter and I want to do something I'm passionate about. I want to do something. And I know there's some, there's some things out there. People like get mad at that, right? Like, no, you need a job. But then we even sound so crazy saying it. No, you need to do something you hate for 50 years so that you have two years of doing things you want. It sounds insane when we say it, but how some of us were raised in our generation, right? Get a good job and have the bit. And now these kids are like, um, no, I love things. I want to do those things. And then it's working because we're, we have never seen so much wealth coming in at such younger ages, but just like you were saying, it's just out there authentically being them and loving what they do. Yeah. And that's attracting their community and their community is, is bringing as money in and more, more and more of just supporting who they are and moving that up. And I think few people are getting that and you see that in, in the star power and the rises, but the people that aren't doing it authentically, they're the ones that fall. Yeah. They get, get so built up and then uh, if I professionally say, and then show their ass, and then everything is just gone. Their community is gone and everything's gone because they weren't authentically who they were. And when they showed up to do that, they didn't build it on that. Yeah. I, I, one of the things that I noticed, I've, I've had my coaching business for 15 years. So I've seen a lot of people come into the online, especially since the online part, like probably the past like seven, eight years now, maybe. Is, is that about how long we've probably been more in the online space? I feel like that's how long I've been focused hundred percent that way. But in the beginning, like I've seen people come and go, like there's one hit wonders when it comes to the coaching industry, like business coaches who would come in onto the space, you could tell, or at least vanity matrix wise, like it looked like they were doing great things. They had um, tons of followers, tons of people commenting on their stuff and then they're gone. And I've had the honor of working in the, on the back end and some of some bigger coaches coaching programs as well. And to see how much money they invest for, you know, putting into Facebook ads or all these strategies. And then they make it look like they might have, you know, a million dollars come in, but they spend a million dollars in ads <laughs> on top of it. And they've had zero profit. And then they're like, some of those coaches are gone. They're not even around anymore because they didn't have the right business foundation built. They kind of came in and they had like, they found something that worked. They got a lot of people excited for a minute, but they didn't have the foundational pieces built to their business to withstand growing and take being able to scale their business and move it forward. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so passionate. I think about making sure those foundational pieces are actually built out so that you can continue to grow your business, whether you want to make, you know, an extra hundred bucks a month, or if you want to make an extra, you know, 10,000 a month or 20,000, whatever you want to make, like you can figure that out for yourself. But if you have a foundation in place and you have the right marketing strategies and the systems to support it, you can grow that business to be whatever it is you want. Like you might be comfortable at, you know, um, 50,000 or a hundred thousand or some, some of my clients want to make, you know, $2 million as part of their goal plan for the next two years. And that's huge. And they're going to be able to do it because they have the foundation in place. Oh, you know, one thing I'd like to address, 
and and I think about it because we're talking about women, even though our audience here, we have, we serve about 87% women and 13% male listeners. The thing I think about is confidence and that piece and how it relates to building a business confidence and, you know, limiting beliefs and how those fears hold people back. I want you to address that for a little bit, because I think if we can get over that and get past that, we're then able to walk and step into our authentic self. What has been your experience with that? And what are your thoughts on how or tools we can give our listeners in really dealing with that lack of confidence or limiting beliefs that hold us back or fear that keeps us away from walking our mindset is such a fun (laughs) our mind I should say is such a fun little experience right (laughs) like the amount of things that go through our head at any given time and tells us you know that we're not worthy we're not good enough we are um amazing we're losers we're whatever like our mind can go to all those different places so quickly And it's, I think a lot of it is just like the stories we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves so many stories and we make up things and I'll speak for myself, probably 92.5% of those things are not even true half the time. Like when I come back and look at it and I like look for the facts or the details or what's actually going on, there's no validation to it. There's no truth to it. I've, I've made up a whole entire, you know, scarcity, fear-based um, thing that's not even going to happen. And so I, I know for myself, one of the things that's worked really well is getting really clear, like, what are, what are my goals? Where am I actually trying to go? What am I trying to do here? And then when those, when the fear comes in, into play, which it does, like I have big goals. Sometimes I have big dreams. I want to do cool stuff. I want to be able to give back to my community. I want to be able to, you know, take my family on cool vacations and do fun stuff. So I've got big goals that go with that. So when the mindset starts to come in play and it tells me that I can't do it or I'm not worthy or whatever it tells me that day, um, I have to check it pretty quickly. And I've gotten better over the years to ask myself, like, is there truth to this? Mm. And sometimes there is, sometimes there's some legitimate truth. Like, you know, sometimes there's not though. Like I'm, if I'm super nervous to, you know, hit live on a, a, a YouTube live because that little red dot's going to stare at me. Maybe this is just me back when, when I started first doing like videos, <laughs> I was so scared of those little red lights when it would come on. It's like everything brilliant would go out of my brain. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just went like stupid. Like what happened? How did that little red light have that much power? <laughs> um, and now I can do it and it's not a big deal, but I, it's like, it's doing, doing it over and over again, right. asking ourselves if there's truth behind it. And most times there's not, I mean, if we're jumping out of a plane, like, yeah, there might be some, some worry to that fear. Right. But most of the time, especially as you know, a coach, most of the things that I'm teaching my clients to do and that I'm doing myself, it's like pitching myself to be on a podcast. I'm pitching myself to, to speak at a association or a conference that's coming up. Um, hitting live on a YouTube or on a video to create content for that. Like those are typically not things that are actually going to cause me to physically hurt, harm myself or get hurt yet for some reason, like the story that we tell ourselves is that it's, you know, something bad's going to happen here. So I think it's important to just make sure that we, you know, sit back, listen to our body, listen to our gut more than our head. Um, really try to trust that we're going to make the right decisions for ourselves, that we're carving our own path for our future. And we're going to make the right decisions. 
And sometimes we're going to make the wrong decision. Sometimes things are not going to work out the way that we want to. And sometimes we're going to be told no. Sure. Sometimes I, I pitched myself to um, a pretty big conference um, that's happening, I think, in the fall. And I got a rejection email back a couple of weeks ago. And at first I was like, oh, crap, like, you know, why am I not good enough? And I read more of the email and what they were looking for, the direction they were going was nowhere near what I had pitched. I was like, of course I didn't get picked up for that. Now I know like what their theme was and where they were going. If I would have had that information, I could have pivoted it differently. I might've, you know, worded things a little bit different, but now that's great information for me to know. Now I know for next time, I also know what their process looks like for next time. It doesn't mean I'm not going to put myself out there again, because I'm going to be told no. I'm, go- I'm going to be, um, I'll have people that, are, you know, and want to do like a clarity call with me and learn how to work with me. We might discover we're not a good fit. Right. And that's okay. I'm interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing me. Sometimes I say no. <laughs> that's, totally. good. that's okay too, right? So those, there's so many pieces to our mind. I love it. I love it. And let me just see if I can recap just, just a little piece of what you said. So it sounds like you said that there will be risk. Is that correct? There will yes. be some risk involved in the process. Yes. I also so, say that there may be some failures that take a part of the process. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. there's going to be lots of failures. <sighs> I think I also heard that you say it may be scary. Did I hear that? Yep. <laughs> you heard me. And I think you would agree and Misty would agree. Despite all of those things, the key thing to do is to do it anyway. That's what it boils down to. We have to be willing to silence those negative thinking, that self-doubt and say, I'm stepping out, I'm stepping into it anyway, because there's something bigger out there waiting for me. There's something that I want to actually get my hands on. And if you stand back, you're never going to get it. And what that means is stepping forward and charging for it or marching for it to actually make it happen. I love I, that. I had a mantra a couple of years ago, Kimberly, that um, was, I do scary things. And so I had like some, di- some different types of goals that I had on my agenda, some things that I hadn't done before. And I was having a hard time like stepping out and actually doing them because I was, you know, I was, I was scared. I was like, what if they say no? What if they don't like me? Like whatever I was telling myself at those times. And I kept telling myself, I was like, you can do scary things, Darlene. It's okay. Like I do scary things. So every morning I would get up and I was like, all right, what's one thing I can do today. That's going to scare the crap out of me. And I'm going to do it anyways, because my vision and my mission and my values and like where I want to go in this world is bigger than my fear of being held back. And if I don't do it, I'll never know. I'll never know if I could have done it. I never will know. And I don't want that regret. Right. Um, I think one like my mom, when I lost my mom, she was 49 years old. She had so much life left to give. Mm-hmm. She had so much more to do. And I know she had so many things she wanted to do. And I'm like, I, you can like, life can happen. You can lose someone or it could be you any second. That's right. Like we have to hold on to those pieces and know that if we don't do it and we don't do it scared, I don't want to, I don't want that regret. They, they always say like people, you know, that are, um, elderly people who are like on their last days, like when they interview them, ask like what they would do different. Like, well, I don't want those regrets. I don't want to say, I wish I would have, you know, supported more people, help more people can create consistent income in their business. More people um, get lit up doing work that they love to do that and stepped them away from sitting behind a boring desk job or a job that was just okay. And it was fine. Like, I don't want that life. I want to be able to give that to my, I want that for my children too. I want them to be able to see 
but their mom didn't just sit by and wait for things to happen. Like she went out there and made it happen. I think that is so important as your children watch you every day and we always speak into them, right? Yes. Do big things, chase your dreams, have your goals. In the morning, if we're reluctantly packing a lunch to go somewhere we don't want to be, oh, on our way out, we're going to stop before we cry and say, follow your dreams. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> not you don't. Your children do what you do for yourself, not what you tell them to do for them. So you following your dreams will more likely help your children follow their dreams than you just yeah. not doing it and then telling them they should. Yeah. Oh, that, that I should, all the shoulds, all the things we should be doing. We should have all over ourselves. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> well, as we prepare to wrap up the show, is there one thing, one nugget you can drop on the audience, one tool, one resource that you can give them that will help them really propel their business to stand out in this market that we're in today? Yeah, I think the first thing that pops into my mind is be your true authentic self share more of you, share your stories and every single piece of content you create, whether it's a video, you're on stages, you're creating a blog post, you're on a podcast, like share stories, share things that people are going to resonate with and relate to because they're not going to remember the five tips to whatever, building your personal brand. Like those tips are helpful. They might come back to it at some point, but they're going to remember a story they heard. They might connect with you know, the fact that I, um, a story that I shared today, like being over overwhelmed and exhausted and working 60 plus hours a week. Like those are the things that people come back and go, wow, like I can connect to those pieces. Like the business stuff is cool, but I really connect and relate to the story. And that's what makes you memorable. That what, when somebody is ready to purchase and they're ready to buy, they're going to go to somebody who they feel like they have a relationship with. And even if they've never met you before, because you've shared stories and you shared more of yourself and you've been vulnerable and authentic and true in those moments, if there's two apples, they're going to go with the one that has, has given more. I don't know. I always use the apple metaphor and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever because apples don't tell stories. Right. <laughs> if they did, if <laughs> that they one's going to be so much juicier. <laughs> The familiarity will exist too. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, be you. Be you. Be you. So Darlene, where can our audience find you? Yeah, the best place to find me is on my website, which is darleneholly.com. Um, I have an amazing resource on there on the very homepage that you can find called Six Steps to Attract and Stand Out. And it gives you um, six of the 12 pieces that I teach in my one-to-one um, coaching framework. It gives you like the first little nugget to get you started on this journey to create more consistent income in your business, simplify it, and also make it really fun so that you can be excited to show up each day doing work that you love. And then I, um, I don't hang out a ton on social media. You're probably going to find a very small presence on Facebook or Instagram, but I do love to hang out on LinkedIn. So if you are a LinkedIner, um, send me a DM, reach out, connect. I'd love to say hi and get to know you. I love it. And it's true. When I need to catch up with Darlene, I just go to LinkedIn because that's where she's hanging out. <laughs> but we, we don't have time for it today, but I can tell you my whole story of how I was hacked a little over two years ago and how Facebook took away my Instagram, my Facebook, my group, my pages, all the fun stuff. And I had thought that I needed those places to grow my business. And I'm so glad I lost those things because I spend about not even like an eighth of what I used to spend time-wise on social media. And I make more money in my business and I've grown it exponentially since that happened two years ago wow. um, because I straight changed my strategies. 
and I'm doing more things SEO searchable. Like you can really easily find me on Google, YouTube, Pinterest. Um, and that's where people go to at two o'clock in the morning when they can't sleep. They're on one of those three sites right. looking Absolutely. for answers. <laughs> we'll also have your information in the links below. And this uh, six steps to attract and stand on the line is fire. Uh, your branding is amazing. And you get right to the meat of stuff that we could just take today and put into action. There's not like, I hate when I go get a recipe and there's like three pages of, it was autumn and this is what it took. No, like what, what do I need to do to cook this? And your, uh, your thing goes right to, here's some action steps you can take today. So give this free resource when you can, because it is phenomenal. You will not regret it. Thank you, Misty. I love to make things super simple. Uh, I like to take big visions and goals and make them into little bite-sized pieces so you can actually get there. Because if you just try to jump into the big part of it, it's too hard. But when you have like that first step, it, it makes it so much fun. <laughs> love it. Well, Darlene, we want to thank you so very much for joining us here at the Made to Inspire podcast. You have certainly added value, added some light to this world, and we appreciate you. So with that, as we say every single week, we want you to let, let you know that there is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Woo. It is March. And Kimberly, do you know what March is? Well, let me see. It is Women's History Month. And oh my goodness, this month we are going to celebrate. We're going to advocate and we're going to make things happen. What's going on this month? We have guest speakers. We have techniques. We have strategies. We're going to get you, your health, and your business to the next level. Super excited about that, Misty. Can't wait to hear we have some special guests that will be coming with us this month, special strategists, specialists, business coaches who are changing the world, sales, strategies, profit, profitability, all those things. We're going to bring it right here to this platform. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you check us out on anywhere that you listen to podcasts, The Made to Inspire Podcast. We have it coming just for you. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, we're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.